0: Appreciate you fellas, man. As usual, you guys always do a great job. There they go. My folks from uh, chaos theory, they're breaking it down like no other. Appreciate everybody joining me for another edition of hanging with hard right here on Texas sports unfiltered. Make sure you like, make sure you subscribe and you can also follow. You can follow me on all social pra- platforms at hardball hard. You can definitely Follow this great crew that is putting together a great, great broadcast for you every single day at T.S. Unfiltered on Twitter and at Texas Sports Unfiltered on uh, Instagram. We also love it when you're a part of the show. Hit us up with 512-222-9328. That's 512-222-9328 eight. Last night, if you were in the uh, Central Texas area, especially in the 512 on the north side of the 512, you probably got hit with some hail last night. What up, CB? You, you lucky you were in Seattle, bro, up in the great northwest because down here in this Central Texas area, we got pelted. What better way to get this show started than talking about some of my friends that you should go and see right away. If you were hit with a bunch of hell, make sure you hit my friends up at 4 Roofs. That's right. I'm starting the show right off, giving out some information that you need right now. All you have to do is go to the number four, as you can see it on this page, Roofs tx.com for all your roofing needs. I told you the other day, the weather here in the central Texas area is crazy. You never know what you're going to get. Well, last night you got high winds and you got a lot of hail. So do yourself a favor and go to the number four, roofstx.com. They're a locally owned company that understands the needs of this area. They have over 15 years of experience. They have affordable pricing and they have a quick response time. They are thorough and very trustworthy. I've used them for my home. They're probably going to have to come out again and look at it and see what else is going on. Uh, and my neighbors have used them as well. So make sure you do yourself a favor and hit them up. I know them personally, so I know that you won't be disappointed. If I use them, you should too. Uh, they provide on-site project managers for every job to make sure it goes smoothly. So make sure you give them a call, 512 520 5884, or hit them up at the number four, roofstx.com Well, speaking of hail and all kinds of things uh, happening around college football, the Texas Longhorns went up to, uh, to Waco and hailed all over them. I mean, beat the snot out of them. It was a great, great weekend for the Texas Longhorns, and we will definitely get into that conversation. We'll also talk about the Saturday slate that we had. We've been waiting for that slate, and we finally got what we were looking for, and it came out to be exactly what it was. We'll talk Major League Baseball. The playoffs are getting spicy. Everybody's trying to figure out what's next, what's next, who's going to be in, who's going to be out. I see my man Ike doesn't even want to talk about his Astros. Good thing for you, Ike. They're going on the road where they have a much better record. So you might still have a chance there, buddy. But we also want to talk about what happened in Colorado. Isn't it ironic that the state of Colorado, Colorado Buffaloes, and the Denver Broncos got beat by a dolphin and some ducks. Quack, quack, and I would do the flipper sound, but I'll let Bucky do that for you. But, yeah, that is is an unbelievable weekend of college football. We saw the teacher beat the pupil. Uh, Nick Saban in Alabama still has it over Ole Miss with Alabama winning 24 to 10. You look at Jalen Milrow, we all know he was the guy. I don't know what the situation was in Alabama, but we all know that he was the guy. Utah beat UCLA 14 to seven. I would have never thought that would have been a defensive struggle, but 14 to seven, big game right there. And it ended up being because of an interception early by a young freshman. Uh, quarterback Dante Moore throwing an interception LSU beat Arkansas uh, and the game of the night not just Texas I'll get back into Texas in just a little bit but the game of the night Ohio State beats Notre Dame in the very last second 17 to 14 and Notre Dame played the game without 11 players played the last two plays without 11 players And what better way to take care of it? And by the way, folks, if you have not paid attention, and if you don't remember, what up, Roberto? If you don't remember the Washington Huskies, they might be the best team in a loaded Pac-12. I stayed up and watched them because my boy Jake Spavitol is the offensive coordinator for Cal. So I got another chance to watch that team again. And they won 59, uh, Washington won 59 to 32. And folks, Michael Penix Jr. has just entered the chat for the Heisman Trophy uh, coming up in December. He is a stud. He was 19 of 25, 304 yards, and four TDs. Start paying attention. I know that Colorado, Oregon, and uh, USC have been having these conversations. What up, Nate? Uh, I know that they have been having these uh, thoughts and conversations, but you need to pay attention to Washington, and you definitely need to pay attention To Michael Penix Jr. As I mentioned before, we want to talk a little bit about this Texas Longhorn football team. The the Texas Longhorns defeat the Baylor Bears for the last time in the foreseeable future, 38 uh, to 6, and a total domination of the game by the Longhorns. I said this week when I looked at the film, I don't see a damn thing that Baylor was going to be good at. And I was right. I just, I couldn't find it. I just thought that Texas was going to overmatch them. My prediction was over 20 points. I said that Texas would win by 20 points. Uh, The Baylor O-line wasn't ready for the smoke that they were about to get from the Texas uh, defensive line. Byron Murphy, the second, Tavondre Sweat, and the entire defensive uh, line was in the backfield more than the quarterback and the running backs for Baylor. I mean, if you start looking at it and take a look at what was really going on, they were just doing what they were asked to do. They were doing what we always wanted them to do. We wanted them to be aggressive. We knew that when you watch this defensive line, and we talked about this at the very beginning of the year, we talked about how important this defensive line was going to be and how actually this defense was going to play a major part of the success from this Texas football team. That's exactly what we've gotten. They were dominant, dominant dominant. And it was just one of those situations where you sit there and you say, okay, on the first couple of plays, they had five sacks total in the game, three on the first two possessions. They had a total of eight tackles for loss. Oh yeah. By the way, the defense got another interception as Jalen Ford continues to do what Jalen Ford does. So here's my, and by the way, he was named player of uh, the Reese's senior bowl player of the week for his performance against the Baylor Bears, and his timely interception that he just continues to uh, make plays and make plays. And the one thing I will say to you is we do this a lot when we expect certain things from certain players and we see those things happen for those players. Don't take it for granted, folks. Don't take things for granted because when you do and things go a different direction, you get a little upset about. It. Be present in all of these situations because what we have seen hasn't been something that's been around here for a long time. I mean, we can go back in history and look at it. But most importantly, what I see is this team is getting better and better and better. And I believe the Texas defense doesn't get enough love because we always want to talk about offense. I mean, that's what offense does. But I'll talk about the offense in a second. But we also need to give love to PK. I don't think we give enough love to our defensive coordinator in the schemes that he is dialing up. And I've talked about this a while back because we were talking before about watching teams and watching teams that change their personnel and not the players, the coaching staff. When we're dealing with a bunch of coaching staffs that have a lot of change, the voices are different. The conversations are different. The thoughts are different. Well, now you are trying to learn a different scheme. You're trying to get the calls correct. You're, you're learning on the fly. Well, you keep the same coaches in place. You keep the same terminology. And now guys are just out there playing free. They're not thinking, they're just reacting. And that has been the impressive part for me because you're bringing in different personnels all the time. The players are coming in and you're running different groups out there. And they are smashing and smashing and smashing. Michael Taff has been on the field more than I ever thought he was. I mean, I know he's a good player, but Michael Taff has been on the field more than Jalen Catalon. Jalen Catalan is making plays. This is an All-American type player. This is an All-SEC monster. This is going to be a guy that plays in the NFL. But you're seeing some other guys get an opportunity to go out there and play. Malik Muhammad has been a monster at the defensive back position. Keaton Crawford, I had lunch with the big fella. uh, Kenny Sims, big ump, number one overall draft pick. Uh, in 1982, Lombardi Award winner. I mean, just a guy that is knowledgeable beyond the knowledge of what you think you know. But he's a guy that was talking to me about Keaton Crawford. I said, "Yeah, man, that dude can pick it up and put it down." And he's getting more playing time, not only on special teams, but he's getting a lot of time in the defensive backfield. Those are guys that are making plays. But let's try, let's let's take a deep dive into the numbers. The defense ranks number nine in the the nation in points per game. They're 12th in yards per rush, 17th in yards per play, third down conversion rate. Also, they're ranked 17th. They're ranked 19th in opponents' passer ratings, and 22nd in yards per game. We do want to see them get a higher sack rate because we talked about it before. Texas was one of the top teams in the country and pressure rates, pressure rates don't equate to sack rates. So if they could get more sacks, it would be a great thing. And those are some of the things that you want to continue to see this week. They'll have a big challenge going up against um, Jalen Daniels and the, in the offense for KU Kansas. But here's the thing, not going to be sitting in a pocket like, uh, Sawyer Robertson was. Sawyer ended up realizing, man, I can't stand back here. These dudes are going to try to kill me, so I need to move around. So he started moving around a little bit more. But I want to give some of these guys that normally hadn't been getting a lot of love, I want to give them some love as well as the Jalen Forrest, Devondre Sweats, uh, Byron Murphy. I want to give some love to Vernon Broughton, who has quietly been doing a damn good job and holding that defensive line when he gets his opportunities. Another person that has been doing well, we've been waiting for him. He's like a snow fox. My man, Alfred Collins, he got great feet. We saw some shine. We look at I've said it before. He's the first guy I want off the bus because of what he brings and what he looks like when you, when you look at him. And he's playing well because he's trying to get a payday. I mean, he knows what it looks like. Some of the young folks that are are really starting to impress me a lot, is Anthony Hill Jr. I mean, my man is relentless. He uh, attacks, attacks, attacks. Yes, he's young. Yes, he may take a bad angle here and there, but you're never going to look on that field and not see my man hustle. Again, what did I say at the very beginning? Don't take certain things for granted. And I don't believe this young man is taking anything for granted. Another guy that I was hoping was going to be starting to make some plays. And if you look at your TV, you'll see number one out there is my man Justice Finkley. He keeps showing up. Mo Blackwell, who's finally healthy, he made a bunch of plays. And of course, the Raptor, Derek Williams Jr. The funny thing about Derek Williams Jr. is he didn't get here until the summertime. He wasn't an early enrollee. He got here in the summer. And I'm, I'm just curious to what a, an entire year plus the spring, how good this guy is going to be. Because he came in and was late, and he's still getting in and making plays, and he's making the most of his reps. My unsung hero for this week is David Benda. David Benda is a guy that you got to start putting respect on his name, and I said that last week. You have to start putting some respect on David Benda's name. Because he was a a young man who was asked to do different things on the previous regime, whether it was playing uh, defense or learning how to play running back, and then going back to the defensive side of the ball. He's done a better, better job of of doing everything for this team. And he's making the most of his reps. He's having a better opportunity, and he's doing what he's supposed to. So I want to give up a lot of love for what we've seen from this team. And just so everybody understands as well, the defense has only given up four, 50 points in four games. That's Damn good. These guys are ball hawking, and they are playing their butt sauce. For the last couple of weeks, I want to talk about the offensive side of the ball now. For the last couple of weeks, I've been preaching, run the ball, run the ball run the ball and guess what they did they decided to run the ball and we were, I've heard Casey uh, stutter talk about this to run the ball you have to be a, you have to have a nasty nasty attitude to run the ball and they have it and I know as a group we always want to see Quinn throwing them bombs but Texas has always had good backs for the most part, but this year is no different. You had to believe in these fellas because of what they were going to be up against. The whole story has always been about no B. John Robinson, no Roshan. but you got to understand there's a pecking order. And if you're paying attention as one of those guys, that's not always crying about not getting reps. If you're not one of those guys that's in there, that is losing their mind talking about I should be playing, I should be playing, and you understand the process here and what it means to be a Texas running back, when you get your opportunities, you make the most of them. And my guy Jonathan Brooks has been doing that. He's been running the ball effectively the last two weeks. He's had a 100-yard game back-to-back. That's impressive. He went for at 106 with, um, on 18 carries, had a big 40-yard touchdown run, had two TDs in the game, and he averaged 5.9 yards per carry. Also showed some sweet hands on the pass that looked like it was overthrown. He tipped it, got it into his hands, and made Quinn yours numbers look good because he was that guy. And Baxter has been back. I mean, Texas ran for 175 yards during this game. Uh, at a 5.1 yard per rush, but Baxter came back, but he slowed a little bit, and and you could tell he didn't look as healthy. Still looked strong, got his touchdown. I'm happy for the young fella, but you know as well as I do, sometimes you can see certain things and kind of running off the field gingerly from time to time. That was impressive, though. What Texas was able to do on the ground has been impressive, and sometimes that's the look that you have to have. It opens it up. If you go back and listen to last week's shows, those were some of the things that I kept saying. Play action, play action, quick game, quick game. Get the ball out of his hands. Get uh, JT Sanders involved early. They did that. And I've also been saying Quinn Ewers needs to run the ball to extend drives and plays. I've said it. They have to keep moving. And keep moving. What up, Chico? And you're right. The line has really gelled this year. But here's here's the part of it that I keep saying. For Quinn to be successful, he needs to be able to move around in the pocket. If it starts to get muddy, get out, run, extend, get a couple yards here and there, and extend those plays and extend those drives. He did it. Matter of fact, he had a 29-yard touchdown run. Come on, Quinn. I didn't know you was fleet feet over there looking like twinkle toes on the sideline. But yes, I'm not asking you to draw up plays for him to run. No, hell no. You don't want him getting smacked around like that. But what you do want to see is him be able to be elusive and continue to make plays. And you're right, T. Brooks is running with a purpose because he's been listening to the noise Everybody talking about, oh, I don't know how good he is. That dude can ball. Let's not forget, he was one of the top running backs coming out of the state of Texas. If I'm not mistaken, I think he was Mr. Texas at one point. Dude was nice. All he needed was the opportunity. It's because we got to quit comparing him to Bijan and Rojo. Sometimes runners are just who they are. Runners. And he's running the dang ball. I said this earlier in the week, too. I said, get JT the ball. JT's person is a person from what I've seen. I don't know this firsthand, but I've seen him play multiple times. I, saw, I watched him in high school. He's the type of guy that you have to get him the ball early because he'll be engaged. He will definitely be engaged. And if you do that, and if you do that, good things happen. He was targeted eight times. That's what I want to see. He needs to be engaged. As I said, he's an absolute nightmare for anybody that's trying to guard him. You don't. You can't put a linebacker on him because he's too athletic. You put a DB on him, the DB's too little. And he, you saw the way when he caught that pass, he was mushing people out the way. Dude is strong. When he does it, he means it. You know, we talked about Brooks running with a person, purpose. Well, the big fella is stiff-arming with a purpose. He is trying to embarrass you, and I love everything about him. He's too athletic for anybody. And they even tried to get my man Jay Witt. They tried to get my man Jay Witt involved in the game. So you're, you're using those people that can make plays, and that's the beauty of the offense. You cannot scheme. You can try to double-team X-Men and take a little bit away from him. It's okay. X-Men still got a touchdown. He didn't have the big numbers. But you saw you have different weapons that can beat you. So however you want to get diced up, that's what's going to happen. I love it. The Texas offense hadn't been hidden on all cylinders, but yet this game here, Sark, and Quinn were in sequence. The play calling was right. They were running some quick screens out to the left and the right. Although that first play, uh A.D. Mitchell, A.D. Mitchell, come on, man. I know you like scoring touchdowns and you like catching the ball, but you need to go hang out with Jay Witt and X-Men a little bit and pick up some blocks, bro. Block somebody one time. You have some chances to make some big plays if you get a block. Got to have your heart in it to block, man. I understand. I understand. But Texas Texas got some things that they still need to work on, offensively and defensively. One of the things that I've seen, too, Texas has to be better on third down. They rank 84th in the country on third down. That's a, that's a big part of it. That's a big thing. But here are some of the things that they're doing well. Passer rating, they rank 19th. 20th in yards per attempt, 21st in uh, yards per game, and 24th in points per game. And they've left a lot on the table. If you remember early in the season, there were some deep balls that Quinn wasn't hitting. There's a lot that's been out there that you're saying, hmm, is this dude going to be all right? Yeah, they're going to be just fine. Like I said, the rhythm, the rhythm of the play calling was on point. This team played well against a very, very poor Baylor football team. I don't know what Matt, uh, I mean Matt, I was going to call him Matt Canada. I don't know what Dave Aranda is going to do in Baylor, but I know he better understand what that portal looks like. And he needs to go out there and get some guys because that's not a Dave Aranda. They play with some heart. They play with a lot of heart. But after a while, you know, like a heavyweight fight, you start working the body, start working the body, you start covering that up, and then they start busting you in the head, and that's what Texas was able to do. The one thing that we will have to talk about, and I know Sark is going to clean up, is what we saw on the special teams. They muffed two punts. They dropped the kickoff that Keelan Robinson had to fall on. Um, Burt Arbor... Missed the chip shot from 26 yards out, so that's not good. And this will be a focus for Jeff Banks this week. Uh, Dee Camillus is there. I'm sure he was taking a bunch of notes during that time. Uh, that is <laughs> my bad, T. I forgot about Matt Canada being your uh, offensive coordinator. My bad, my bad. Y'all look good last night. Pittsburgh looked good last night, but you know, on the on that part of it, it looked bad. But here's one of the bright spots. X-Man, he was a shoestring tackle away from taking one to the house that we ain't seen on a punt return in a while. He's electrifying. When he can hit that seam and he's so fast, those are some of the things that you want to look at, and that's where I think Texas will work on that this week because it's not something that they usually do. That's not who they are. Texas, they're normally pretty good on the uh, special teams aspect of it, and that's something that he's going to have to work on. But after the game, you know, Sark, Sark was asked about what worked in the first half because Texas scored 21 points again in a quarter. So they've scored 21 points in multiple quarters this year, which has been very impress- impressive. But Sark was asked two things that I was wanted to know what worked in the first half? And then the other part of it was was there an emphasis? On JT Sanders.
1: Well, I thought, you know, it's like anything, it's execution, you know. Um, and, you know, part of that was having poise on the road. You know, we again, we were really clean at the line of scrimmage until late there when we were going to go for it on fourth down. But I thought our guys were just really poised. They were They were communicating really well on the field. I thought they were taking in really good information from us on the sideline and then they were applying it on the field. And then ultimately, when, when we had opportunities, we took advantage of it. Whether it was when we blocked the run, the runners were going where they were supposed to go. Um, when we were throwing the ball and we were creating some one-on-ones, um, you know, Quinn was taking advantage of it. Uh, obviously, again, he used his legs again tonight. Um, so all in all, I just think early on, it, was, it came down to execution and, and, and executing the plan.
0: There it is. You got to go out there and execute, and that's exactly what they did. Now we've seen them come out slow. And it's unique, because if you think about it, they were on the road, at Alabama came out fast. Two home games, they didn't come out fast. Then you go to Alabama. I mean, you go to Baylor, come out fast. Ah, something to pay attention to. And then, of course, I wanted to ask, I wanted a question to be asked, what has happened with uh, Jt, and is it important to get him going?
1: we don't we don't think like that. You know it wasn't something predicated off the week before. Um every game plan, every game takes on a life of its own. and you know we call plays and a lot of times the defense kind of dictates where the ball's go, gonna go if, if the quarterback reads it properly. And the ball went his way today. Uh, Gunner, obviously at tight end as well. both those guys made some nice plays for us. Uh, but but the beauty of our group right now, I think they love the fact that multiple people are making plays. You know, I think they loved it that Jonte made a a really big play down the middle and that Gunner made some plays and that, you know, uh, Jonathan's running the way he is, but then Cedric came in and did his thing. And then Jaden Blue came in at the end and did his thing. And then, you know, A.D. Mitchell had some big plays early on. And so the ball is getting spread around next week. I don't know who will end up being what you want to call the featured guy. What I do know is we have a guy or two on our team, Xavier most notably, garners a lot of attention. And when that happens, the other guys got to make those plays, right? And the quarterback's got to find those guys predicated off the coverage. And I think that that we're doing that well.
0: Yep, they're doing it well. They're moving the ball around. They're doing the things that they need to do to be able to continuously um, get better week after week. And if your quarterback is in rhythm and he feels comfortable, the entire team feels comfortable because he can move the ball around. And that's exactly what he did. And he's been looking around the field. It's not always going to the first read. He's actually been kind of scanning the field. So it's been really, really cool to watch this team play every single week. Before we get into some more comments and and transition out, I want to tell you about the folks over at Great Blue Heron uh, Furniture. You can see them right there on the screen to the right, right there. Uh, It's a custom leather company that was started in 1991. They focus on heavy leathers, hides, and fabrics, ranging from traditional Western to modern farmhouses. And let me just tell you about it. This stuff looks really, really good. It's almost the highest quality that you could ever find. You cannot and will not find more stylish and more comfortable and more well-built furniture out there. I promise you, there's a link on our YouTube description below. That's not screening right now. I wonder why that's not rolling right now. But uh, anyway, you can always go to their website and check it out. And all you gotta do is use the promo code HOOKEM and you'll get 15% off of your purchase. That's right, the promo code HOOKEM and you'll get 15% off. If you're looking for furniture that looks amazing and built to last for decades, look no further than Blue Heron Furniture, or you can give them a call at oh, excuse me, 866-247-9688. Make sure you hit them up. They've done a great job, and I'm glad that they are one of the sponsors of Texas Sports Unfiltered. You know, we were talking about, I know, CB, don't worry, I'm going to talk about the Cowboys here in a minute, and I'm going to talk about Dion. I'm gonna i got to bring the same energy week to week. No matter if it's good or bad, I got to bring that same energy. So don't worry about it. But I do want to talk about this, that defense. That defense has been one of the best defenses for the Texas Longhorns that they have seen in a while. And I've heard other people and other people that have shows talk about how good this team can be. This team has the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire because they are coming downhill and they are bringing the, uh, the pain every single play. But I want you all to hear what Sark talks about on his defense, because this defense is playing at an elite
1: level. Well, I just I think we're pretty good. You know? Um, you know, it's been three years in the making of, you know, putting a putting a staff together, putting a scheme together, making adjustments to that scheme from year one to year two. Now, year two to year three. I think we've added depth to that to that roster on the defensive side of the ball uh, on all three levels at the at the D line at the linebacker and then in the secondary. Um, I think we have really good veteran leadership on defense um, from front to back. Um, and then now, what, what comes with that is confidence. You know, our offense and defense, we we do a lot of good on good, and they have to defend us too every day in practice and throughout training camp. And I. You know, there probably wasn't many days when I went into a press conference in training camp and I didn't say our defense had a really good day today, that our front had a really good day today. So um, they're pretty good, and I think we can be better. That's the beauty of it. You know, we gave up a couple deep balls tonight that, that we knew was, was a point of emphasis, so we, we got to get that cleaned up. Uh, but I, I did love their resiliency, uh, especially in the low red and getting those stops tonight.
0: And I couldn't agree with them more about the deep ball. The deep ball is something that definitely is going to play into this week's training. Uh, you got to definitely have some eye discipline. And I didn't play defensive back in college or in high school. I played safety. But I know a lot of times if you have a defensive uh, front like this Texas Longhorn team, you could get a little bit lazy and be checking in the backfield strictly because these guys have been putting so much pressure on the quarterback. But again, they haven't been getting those sacks. So you have to be able to make sure that you're lining yourself up and being disciplined on the back end. You know, Texas got another interception, but it came from a linebacker on the goal goal line to stop a, a drive, which was outstanding. But some of those plays you want to continue to see from the defense. And in that secondary, you have to make sure that you're getting to the right spot. So the Texas Longhorn, will do some more preview of this. I'll talk a little bit more about it this week. They're gonna end up playing another ranked team, the Kansas Jayhawks. I mean, this is a good football team, folks. And as I dive into the numbers and start looking at it, um, what the expectations are, who are some of the key figures and what is expected, Texas is definitely gonna have to stop the run game for them. They can throw the ball deep. They have some athletes, but their running game, whether it's the quarterback or the running back, David Neal, those are two two pieces that Texas is really going to have to focus on this week. I want to make sure that everybody subscribes, likes, and tells five friends about Texas Sports Unfiltered. Spread the word. Hit us up on the text line, 512 9328 But most importantly, tell all your friends to come over here and listen. We're doing some great things over here. We got some great sponsors. We got some great guests. We also have some great personalities over here that you've been listening to for years, and they've always broken down. So make sure that you tune in and tell all your buddies to get over here and listen to us. Also, one of the things you need to tell your buddies is tell your buddies to go over to Covert BK. That's right. Covert BK is nestled on 42 acres in the Texas Hill Country. They have three state-of-the-art dealerships that are carrying seven brands, Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. And in addition to those seven brands that are over there, they also have Covert Ford in Hutto, and they have Ford Lincoln in Austin. Covert BKs has something special for everybody. And it also has, they service every make and model. I just gave you all of those models so they can service that because they got 86 bays throughout. So your wait time will be minimal. Please visit CovertBK.com for the latest specials and inventory, or just stop by and say hello. I got some K-Town folks over there representing the 250, Uh, Marcus Washington Sr. and Jr. are both over there. And of course, my Kim Folk, Ira Clark is working over there as well. Just tell them you heard us talking about them on Texas sports unfiltered and they'll make sure that they take care of you. They always tell you nobody beats a covert deal, not now and not ever. Uh well, somebody that did get beat. And I've been bragging about them the entire time is my Dallas Cowboys. You know, I, it's like when you're a Cowboys fan and a Longhorn fan, you've been beat up for so long that you really can't handle nice things. You know, you you sit there and you're trying to figure out, okay, Cowboy fans, where are we at with this? Coming into the week, you're looking at the Arizona Cardinals, who played well last week that ended up losing to the New York Giants. But you sit there and you say, man, we should go out there and beat the Cardinals because they're tanking. But you always got to remember, Cowboys have never played well in Arizona. They are two and eight after last night's game, yesterday's game against the Arizona Cardinals. Why is that? Because they go out to Phoenix and they want to party so much? Is it just Arizona looks at the Cowboys and is like, we're going to put this work in against you guys. So be prepared? I don't know. I truly don't know. But what I did see is the Dallas Cowboys lose 28-16. to 16. The defense looked bad for the first time. And we can't crown their ass. Because we were sitting there acting like, if you, you want to crown them, crown Sitting there talking about how great this defense is going to be. All the things that we expected from this defense. And here we are now, a defense that gave up 222 yards on the ground at 7.4 yards a pop. Cowboys were missing three offensive linemen, three starters. Zach Martin didn't play. Tyler Biotis didn't play. And Tyron Smith didn't play. All big-name players. You had Tyler Smith come back, who is just trying to work his way back in. But we didn't have our offensive line that was there. You had a bunch of false starts. You were an undisciplined football team. Matter of fact, the Cowboys had 13 penalties in this game for 107 yards. Don't forget, some of them were declined. So there's probably more that the Cowboys had. They were terrible in the red zone. They were one of five in the red zone. That's 20%. Not a good look. Dak threw his first interception in the end zone. So I knew all the bluebirds was going to be coming out. Everybody was ready to talk trash. Didn't look good at all. But one of the biggest excuses, I'm not even going to call it excuses, One of the biggest reasons why the Cowboys aren't doing well right now is because they cannot score in the red zone. And it's kind of funny because I was looking at this. My man Ed Warder posted this yesterday. He said that the Cowboys were number one in the red zone for the last two seasons. With uh, Kellen Moore, because Kellen Moore thinks we're playing fantasy football, and he wants to run the score up and do all these different things which Cowboys needed to score, and that's for sure. But here's what they've been doing with the play calling thus far from Mike McCarthy, which I think Mike McCarthy has done a great job. I think he's done a really good job of controlling uh, the time of possession. He's letting his defense rest. Yesterday was not the day. He needed to be chunking that thing all around to try to get points on the board. But then again, Dak threw an interception and a touchdown. I mean, in the end zone. But here's some of the numbers. Week one. They had three red zone touchdowns on four red zone drives. So you're thinking, uh-oh, here we go. Week two, two red zone touchdowns on six red zone drives. And then last week, that yesterday, they were, they had one red zone touchdown on five drives. So the Cowboys are either being, they're televising what's coming, what's coming or they're just got beat yesterday. And yesterday I can say that they just got beat because as I said, just a little while ago, there was no Tyron Smith. There was no Tyler B. There was no um, Zach Martin. You lost digs on the defensive side, but it's okay. I'm not giving up on these Cowboys. So let's just take it for what it is. Got beat. Definitely got beat. But it's not the end of the world. My man's Clarence Hill, who we had on uh, on Friday, he was talking about, he posted this yesterday, he was talking about the lack of weapons for the mismatches that they were used to happen. Obviously, Dez Bryan ain't there, Mike Evans ain't there. But Gallup is a bright spot. I think he played well yesterday. Rico Dowdle, Dowdle played well yesterday. Jake Ferguson has continued to make plays. But now we need to figure out how we can get them in the red zone and how they're gonna be able to to make plays. So yesterday the Cowboys, they got it put on them, plain and simple. And they were not sharp, things were ugly, didn't do the things that they needed to do. But again, it's one game, but like I said, we can't crown them now. That defense has to do better. Did they go into that game underestimating their opponent because they were thinking, like most of us, Arizona Cardinals are tanking? They're trying to get that number one pick. Is that what we're looking at? I don't know. But what I do know is I'm not giving up on what we've seen from the Dallas Cowboys. I still believe in Mike McCarthy. I'm hoping that Mike McCarthy can do what he needs to do. I still believe in what Dak Prescott. Now, the, the story's gonna be. Does this trigger him to start throwing more picks? I hope not. I damn sure hope not, because this dude is a leader. He owns it. He walks in there. Yes, everybody gets mad at him, but he's talented enough to to lead this team. I don't know how far he's going to lead him, but I still believe in in Dak Prescott. So everybody kind of relaxed. If I was at my house, I'll hold up my Dak doll right now because. I'm always that, and I won't be that. So don't don't be messing with my man. So he's going to be just fine. But in the NFL yesterday, some great games, some great, great games. And I wanted to bring this up because I know that the Houston Texans, they got their first win yesterday. The Houston Texans got a lot of flack for the draft of um, CJ. CJ um, Stroud. Everybody was questioning CJ. What's going on with CJ? How is CJ doing? Is he going to be the right guy? Um, I think we found our answer. And the reason why I say we found our answer is because CJ Stroud has done a great job with this Houston Texans team. And in case you didn't know, the Houston Texans offensive line is hot garbage. But he's playing well. How well is he playing? C.J. Stroud is the first quarterback in NFL history to have the following stats in three games, over 900 yards passing, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. That's showing up and being prepared to, to help this team lead. I was a big fan of him when he was at Ohio State. I know a lot of people were wondering if he had it in him. So far, so good. Um. Here's some of the other numbers. The people that he passed, Cam Newton and Justin Herbert. He's he's one of those three. And he's got four touchdowns. In his first uh, 121 pass attempts, he's the first one since Warren Moon to have that in his first three starts. He's a leader. They believe in him. They follow him. So Houston Texans fans, you got it right. Matter of fact, tell him T. I'll let T tell y'all. Houston, Texas fan, you did the right thing in the draft. You did the thing. And you got uh Will Anderson. Blocked the kick yesterday. He's making plays. You got the right people that are there. You got Tank Dell. Tank Dell is doing big things out of the U of U of H, not the University of Miami, out of the U of H. Has done some great, great things. So Texans fans rejoice. You may have found something. Believe in it, folks. Believe in it. You know somebody that I believe in? I believe in my friends over at Pest Wranglers. Go to PestWranglers.com so you can find all your pest control needs. Pest Wranglers is locally owned and it's a small family business that's been around since 2006. And its basic principle of great customer service leads to happy customers. The company was started by the owner who was tired of companies that didn't know how to treat their employees right. So you know if I'm working with them, this is the place that you need to call. Press Wranglers, Pest Wranglers service most of the Central Texas area. And if you're in need of getting help, getting help with mosquitoes, termites, rodent control, or inspections for your residential or commercial properties, please give them a call at 512-670-7808 or go to the rest of the website at pest They won't make you sign a contract because they believe if you're happy as a customer, you're not going anywhere. You're going to continue to use them. They've got five star ratings on Google, Yelp, Angie's list, and all referral sites. And if you have pool, you have a pool that needs some work, they got you too. So make sure you do yourself a favor, go to pest or give them a call at 512-670-7808. Um, I want to transition a little bit. I don't want to talk too bad about what I saw with the uh, Denver Broncos, strictly because of the fact that the Broncos are a team that is in turmoil. Mike McDaniel used to be a ball boy, the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, and the Miami Dolphins are literally a NFL track team. I want to give you some other numbers that I saw today about this team and how fast this team is. This is one of the fastest teams in the NFL. This is one of the fastest teams in any sport. So when you're watching this team, just know this. They did all that yesterday without Jalen Waddell, who is one of the fastest guys in the league. And I'm just going to give you some numbers. So the Dolphins... According to next gen stats, we've talked about this before, so I know that you you understand what's really going on in week three against Denver, Tyreek Hill on his touchdown ran twenty two miles an hour in week three yesterday against Denver Broncos, Devon A running back out of uh, Texas a guy that I drafted in my fantasy team that I kept on my bench yesterday, like a dum-dum, had five, 52 points in fantasy. I still might win without him being at 52. But you start looking at this, Raheem Mostert, who scored a bunch of points in fantasy as well, he ran 21.6, uh, 21.6 against New England. Tyreek Tyreek has three of the fastest runs this this season as a ball carrier. And they didn't play without – they played without Jalen Waddle yesterday. They got Raheem Mostert. They have Devin A. Chang. And, of course, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek said he's going for 2,000 this year. And Tua's being healthy, by the way. They're taking care of Tua. So if you're going to be dealing with them and having to watch what they're doing, this is a problem. All of that is unbelievable. That's the thing that we're talking about. Hey, man, let me explain something to you. I want, I want to transition to baseball. And I know my man Ike is about to really not want to listen to this, but I, I got to talk to you, bro. This is hilarious to me. Major League Baseball playoffs is getting real, real spicy right now. The wild card in the West is, is taking a turn for the Rangers. Sorry, folks. They sweep Seattle at the gil. The Rangers played them three games. Now they're three games up on Seattle. They're two-and-a-half game lead over the Astros. And here's the other part. The Astros have lost three straight. Games. The struggle against teams like the Royals, who are 54 now, 54 and 102, and the A's, who are 48 and 108. And those, we talk about other teams playing down to their competition. The Astros are a team that has played down to their competition. And I'm curious to what they're going to do because the good part of it, and I t- said this to Ike just a little while ago, they're going away from uh, Minute Maid. They are 39 and 42 at home. The good thing is they're going to Seattle and they are 43 and 38 on the road. So you're saying there's an opportunity there. There's a big opportunity because they're playing Seattle. And so they can build for that final wild card spot because one of those three teams is not going to make the playoffs. And of course, as people from the state of Texas, whether you're an Astros fan or a Rangers fan, if you're neutral, you want both the teams from Texas to make the playoffs. I do. I think that's fun. A lot to talk about lot of energy in the Rangers. And we all have talked about this. I, I played baseball for a very long time. You have to get hot at the right time. Speaking of getting hot at the right time, as we talk about the Rangers, shout out to the Round Rock Express. Round Rock Express have made the playoffs. Now they will travel to Oklahoma City, take on the Dodgers organization. And of course, you know, everybody wants to beat the Dodgers. So good luck to those Rangers both major league and minor league. And good luck to your Astros, Ike. I want to see your Astros in the playoffs. So hopefully we can get to a game where it's the Astros and the Rangers playing each other to go to the World Series. So find some positivity in that, my friends. But right now, we're finding positivity is with the Rangers because Corey Seager is going to be the MVP of the American League. And he missed 40 games. That's how talented this guy is. But I want to give a shout out to the people in the National League because it is just as spicy. Their wildcard spots are coming down to the end of the season just like the American League. The Diamondbacks, the Cubbies, shout out Cooter, the Cubbies and the Marlins are all playing for those last two spots. The Phillies are in. The Cubs have the toughest road right now because they're getting ready to play the Atlanta Braves and the Brewers, who are both in the playoffs, Braves just won a, their hundredth game, so you already know how they roll. The Diamondbacks have the the um, Yankees and the White Sox, and then they have to finish up one more game with the Stros. So this is going to be an interesting play towards the end of the season when it comes to this playoff situation. I don't know where it's at. I don't know who it is, but. I've been doggone impressed, and that's what baseball needed, especially at this time when Major League Baseball – I mean, excuse me, when the NFL is in full swing, NCAA football full swing, Major League Baseball needed to find their spot. Um, Speaking of Major League Baseball, and you know my infatuation with Mookie Betts and what he – I mean, excuse me, with Ronald Acuna Jr. But I do want to give you some love on Mookie Betts because Mookie Betts has done some amazing things. Mookie is a gold glove outfielder, and he's played the infield, and he's put up numbers that will, will warrant the conversation. He, too, is about to be a 40-home run guy. He, too, leads his team and leads off in that lineup. He, too, is multifaceted in everything that he does. Do y'all know that Mookie Beth bowled a 300-game game you know, he was a basketball player as well. Dude could play wide receiver. He's just one hell of an athlete. If my infatuation with what Ronald Acuna Jr. has done thus far wasn't so glaring, I'd be all over Mookie Betts for MVP for the National League. And I told you he and Freddie Freeman are just like uh, Acuna and Matt Olson. These guys are out here balling and it's been fun to watch, but I do have to give my man Mookie Betts some love. And again, if it wasn't up against Ronald Acuna Jr., he would be the MVP. Um, I wanna give a shout out to Tom McKay at AV Consultation. All your visual consultations is there for you. Go to avconsultations.com to get whatever hookup you need for your house, whether it's a home theater, Man or woman uh, cave setup, an outdoor hookup, whatever you need, they have you covered. Whether it's game day, you got one a big screen put in your house for movie night, Tom and his crew will get it done for you. Call 512 255 8678 or go to avconsultations.com. You got time for this weekend. Uh, the announcement came out today too that the Texas OU game. the State Fairground, is. guess what time, folks? 11 a.m. So get your wax cups ready. And if you still have those bingo tickets that they give you, those little cards out there, you can use them at any time. So make sure you go out there and get prepared and make sure you get some sleep out there. I want to end this show by talking about what happened with Deion Sanders, Dan Lanning, and the Colorado Buffaloes taking on uh, the Oregon Ducks. If you thought that the Ducks were going to beat the snot out of uh, Colorado, you were correct. Everybody knew that. The line was 21. They have more depth. They have a better team. They have their more, uh, uh, their they're coaching is top of the line. That was expected. But for people to go out there and talk trash, about what they saw, it's kind of crazy to me because they were a 21-point dog. They weren't favored by 21. They weren't favored like the Dallas Cowboys going up against Arizona. Those are the types of things that really, really, it makes me wonder how people pray for other people's downfall. And it's hilarious, strictly in the fact that if you watch football, you knew that they didn't have the depth to go and compete against a team like that. We've been watching it. We've been watching the smoke and mirrors and the athleticism that they play with. But let's not get it twisted. This week against USC, I think they got a chance to play in that game and play well in that game because USC can't tackle me or Bucky. And Bucky's coming up next, so you can look at Buck and you can tell he's not as fleet of foot like he used to be. But I tell you what, he can coach and he can make it happen. And that's what Dion's gonna have to do. And like he said, like he said, y'all better give me now. Cause when I figure out and get the pieces into place, y'all, he's gonna be hell to pay. And his confidence ain't gonna stop. But coming up next, my man Bucky's gonna be uh sitting in for BK as Trey Elling the third, his doctor will be joining as well. Don't forget everything you see, folks, because even salt looks like sugar.